Welcome back, boys and girls. You've nearly survived the week. It's Friday. Well done. The weekend is nearly upon us. I have uh, quite a few topics for you. Some of it is some intriguing background stuff that's mainly concerning Russia, but I think you'll find interesting. Let, let's jump straight into it. Uh, so to wrap up from yesterday, uh, you will no doubt be already aware that Biden has sought $33 billion more for Ukraine. Uh, keeping in mind that Zelensky has now obtained UK citizenship, I can only imagine how you American taxpayers are feeling about this. Uh, the thing to note, as I understand, is this isn't just like a gift. This is for lend leasing. Uh, another uh, little tidbit for you is I don't believe the UK paid off their Second World War lend lease until around 2006. So. Once Zelensky has filled all his suitcases with all these lovely yummy dollars and fled to the UK, once all this has uh, passed and treaties have been signed, it's, it's fair to assume that the, the survivors of Ukraine will be burdened with enormous debt. Let's get some background, some context as to what sort of um, liability we're kind of looking at here. Where military aid to Ukraine comes from, this was published by Statista, uh, link as always in the description. When was this published? April 21st, it says here. Uh, interesting graphic that is pretty helpful. Uh, it says countries pledging most arms slash weapons transfers to Ukraine from February 24th to March 27th in billion US dollars. So we have the states, of course, leading the way here at 4.77. So if you were under any illusion that the United States was not trying to fight a proxy war with Russia in Ukraine, I, th I think that puts that idea to bed, doesn't it? They most certainly are pouring that much in. Estonia was second on this graph with the UK in third place and all these other runners up. It says may include other military aid, brackets protective equipment, converted from euros April 21st. So there we go. However... This graph has already changed, not in light of Biden's latest announcement, but presumably in light of the news that Poland has uh, agreed to send or has sent 200 T-72 tanks, among other things. So we have this next article again on Statista, uh, released April, it says, but the survey time period is still the same, April 24th to March 27th. Uh, and this is in euros, so keep that in mind. Total bilateral aid commitments to Ukraine between February 24th and March 27th by country. And whoa, the United States there is 7.6 billion euros. Poland at nearly a billion euros as well, 0.96. So they've pipped Estonia, who have uh, then slid all the way down below Sweden there. And whilst uh, the United Kingdom... Uh, has maintained its third place so prior it was 0.22 billion us dollars that's now um, equating here obviously they've pledged more as well so that's 0.72 uh, billion euros so quite fascinating links in the description as always what we have here is um, more more wonderful brilliant ideas from the mind of the genius that is liz truss uh, I can't tell you how embarrassing it is to be British, living in Russia, represented by these. Yeah, I'm not going to finish that sentence. So, UK calls for a global NATO. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, and Trust says a global NATO needs to arm Taiwan like Ukraine. Because that's going so well, isn't it, Liz? Trust also urged the US-led bloc to send more heavy weapons, tanks and airplanes to Ukraine, and said... 
China would face the same treatment as Russia if it doesn't play by the rules. Thanks, Liz. Uh, way to avoid escalation there. That <laughs> I, I think we can all understand how well that statement went down with um, with the C CCP, with the Chinese government. My vision is a world where free nations are assertive and in the ascendant. Put down the Theosaurus, Liz. I don't think you even understand what you're saying. Where freedom and democracy are strengthened through a network of economic and security partnerships. Dubbing this arrangement the Network of Liberty. Truss argued it was necessary because the economic and security structures developed after 1945, such as the UN Security Council, have been bent out of shape so far. They have enabled rather than contained aggression. NATO's expanded. Aggressively. Geopolitics is back, she announced. When did it go, Liz? Are you even paying attention? It was such an embarrassment. Uh, and here's why. Here's one of the many reasons why she's an embarrassment. Trust travelled to Russia in early February to threaten Moscow not to invade Ukraine. Good job. Well done, Liz. Yeah, brilliant. We all know how well that turned out. But ended up being widely mocked after multiple gaffes concerning geography. She first mistook the Baltic for the Black Sea in a BBC interview, then reportedly fell for a trick question from her Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov, and insisted London would never recognise Russia's sovereignty over Rostov and Voronezh, Russian regions she mistook for the Donbass republics of Donetsk and Lugansk. Couldn't even do her homework. Well done, Liz. Well done. Uh, I'm over here now on Commerçant, so Commerçant is more business orientated. Uh, they do feature a wide range of uh, topics, as you can see here. We've got Wall Street Journal, Germany is ready to support the embargo on Russian oil. Interesting stuff. I am now going to go off on my little speculation trips. Uh, I don't have any verifiable um, sources that I can share with you regarding this, however, with Biden's latest package and Poland's chucking in more tanks, I and we've heard Maria Zakharova uh, give her sort of warnings as well. We've had Putin's warnings as well. I think in response to these latest measures that are going to be introduced, Russia will reply and Russia will respond in an economic way. And I suspect that will be oil for rubles. Once that happens, I expect the dollar to plummet probably around 50 cents. Um, yeah, well, sorry, 50 rubles. Y you know what I mean. The dollar fell below 71 rubles for the first time since November 2021. The euro is below 75. So I expect they'll both be about 50 after oil for rubles. Uh, I, I expect that to be the next measure amounts announced. And think of all the other things that could be for rubles. Uh, I mean, wow, the, these currencies and these economies are going to take a battering. However, the story that um, grabbed my interest, of course, we just discussed about the US dollar. That's that's important as well. It's the first time since November the 11th, 2021. However, for you history buffs, um, it may pique your fancy and interest that the FSB has released, released new archival documents on Hitler's suicide. Uh, this is Google Translated. Again, link in the description. Follow it. Um, if you don't have Google Translate in Chrome, whatever, just just click this first link that you'll see. It'll be Paruski. Uh, that will, again, take you over to the FSB website, uh, which is here, where they 
you will need Google Translate for this, of course, because it'll be uh, all in Russian. Uh, quite fascinating account of the last moments of Hitler and Eva von Braun and who was present. Uh, but most notably is these cool documents. Uh, or again, all Paruski. I don't understand them, but it's just one of those weird little things that you know I, I like. I like to look at. So yeah, that's a by the by. Coming back to present day, I don't know if you've heard of Oleg Tinkov. Tinkov uh, created this actually quite a really cool bank in Russia, very modern, uh, loads of cool um, features to it. Most notably, they didn't have any branches. They were kind of um, independent. Uh, it wasn't something that would appeal to babushkas, but for certainly young customers, they had a lot of cool features. It was a really cool product. Well, recently, you might have heard of Oleg Tinkov for his comments regarding uh, the special operation and essentially distancing himself from Putin and Russia. Uh, one of the one of the phrases I heard was he said Russia had a shit army. Well, suffice to say, Russians were a bit peeved about this. There were like social media videos of people cutting up their Tinkoff cards, whatever. However, with the news today, what I suspected as going on may be in fact the case because I thought this is very intriguing. Uh, why would you do that? Why would you make these comments knowing that you're going to alienate um, a large portion of your customer base? Well, the result of that, as you can imagine, of distancing himself from Putin and Russia, was sanctions were lifted from Tinkoff. Now, with sanctions lifted, that meant uh, Tinkoff became, I believe, the only bank in Russia that can facilitate foreign exchange um, you know, so you can change your currency into dollars and so forth. Well, this gives them a massive edge over um, banks like Alpha Bank, even Sperbank, which is you know sanctioned as well. VTB, another sanctioned bank. These are all the other major players, or not all of them, but some of the other major players. So Tinkoff Bank immediately became extremely valuable. So it is not a surprise that he has sold his thirty-five percent stake. I imagine he sold it for a huge, well an elevated sum that he wouldn't likely have achieved for, what, another 10 years through natural growth? Now, it's been bought out by Vladimir Potanin, uh, his holding TCS Group. Intriguingly about this, and it, it's similar to the Renault and Avtovaz kind of situation, Societe Generale bought into Rosbank. And this was years ago. Uh, so they bought this holding, I believe, from Vladimir Potanin. And he's bought it back, of course, at fire sale prices because Societe Generale want to get rid of their stake and get out of Russia. So he's bought that back. Now he's bought in to Tinkoff uh, and therefore obtains this leading edge on market. And I think that this has actually been the nail in the coffin for Alpha Bank. You'll recall, perhaps if you've been following the news, that it was the owner of Alpha Bank who complained um, whilst living in London that now he, he had to tidy his house himself. He, he couldn't afford to pay for a house cleaner or something. Yeah, it was a weird quote. Yeah, so there's an interesting bit of business news, and I suspect there's some um, some chess going on there where Tinkoff has, has now cashed out and got a pretty good sum for himself. Uh, over back onto Russia today to give you an idea of what's being discussed in Russia. It's been noted that British troops prepare for major foreign deployment 8,000 British troops will participate in drills. We've also heard of other drills. Poland now 
now initiating or announced another drill to take place. The intriguing part here is UK soldiers are going to be sent to countries ranging from North Macedonia to Finland in the coming months to take part in joint drills with their counterparts from NATO, Finland and Sweden. Uh, we have already heard about Finland and I believe Sweden's applications or referendums to join NATO. So mm-hmm. this is something that obviously Russia is keeping an eye on. Talking of, uh, well, certainly British troops, there was a British mercenary announced killed, um, and along with an American. Former US Marine killed in Ukraine after signing up to fight Russians. This is news that uh, Willie Joseph Cancel was killed on Monday fighting with Ukraine. Uh, he was being paid by a private military contracting company to fight in Ukraine when he died on Monday. He had a full-time job, I believe, in a corrections facility in Tennessee. Uh, I made a post, certainly regarding the British guy, that in my opinion, this is unnecessary and needless waste of life, uh, all of this. And what I mean by that is, no, I don't have any sympathy for certainly someone being paid by a private military contracting company not at all what i mean is particularly zelensky uh, among others have blood on their hands for all these these young lives 22 years old 22 i mean yeah i don't i don't want to end on too bad a note but now um, there was also news that two americans both former army wounded by artillery in ukrainian combat i foresee many more stories coming out like this i'm not going to display it here but uh there's a story going around on telegram i did tweet it out if you're not following me on twitter then um on telegram's probably better that's where i share most of the stuff uh well there's a story going around that in nikolaev uh what the governor left like his phone out or or certain documents and materials very poorly protected passwords of like one two three four five you know, stuff like this. There have been at least five pages of the names, uh, dates of birth and service numbers of members of the Foreign Legion, let's say, the International Defense Force for Ukraine. Uh, just, it's not doxing per se, like it doesn't give you their location or home addresses or anything else. But yeah, all these names are known and the the amount of them i foresee we're going to see plenty more americans plenty more british uh, being killed you know whether they're correctly labeled as mercenary or not is by the by we won't discuss that too much just the fact of the matter is these people who in my opinion should not be in this country and most certainly shouldn't be dying for this country especially not with Zelensky who's now prepped and ready to jump ship as soon as it starts taking on water this is this is really just cold-blooded shit from politicians what's the saying old men talk whilst young men die i mean biden's the best illustration of that isn't there that there could be anyway that is um the sort of main wrap-up for this morning i'll no doubt have some more news for you by this afternoon if i don't see you uh before then have a smashing friday and a great weekend well that's all from me see you in the next one bye bye